Hello everyone and welcome to episode 108 of Two Left Thumbs, your source of weekly gaming news deals and discourse. My name is Deft Puppies, you know who I am. Joining me on the cast this week, someone that you may say is slightly, ever so slightly obsessed with the colour pink, George Foreman Girl, how are you? Hey yo, thanks so much for having me. That's okay, it's, it's good to have you on. Um, Have you been? Amazing. A little, maybe a lot obsessed with Apex Legends Season 8. <laughs> yep. Um, really, really vibing it. You're really, really loving it? That's good. Um, so for, for those who don't know who you are, and for those playing at home, who are you? What do you do? I'm Georgie. By day, I work in the technology startup space. I help early stage startups get up and running. But by night, I'm a content creator. My main area of focus is Apex Legends. I'm, and I get a little bit too competitive sometimes, but I also like to have a lot of fun with friends in games like Phasmophobia as well. But at the moment, I'm pretty much all in on the Apex front. Uh, so it's been a really fun season to get into. Yeah, so this normally, normally at this point in the cast, I'm like, okay, so what have you been playing this week? I got you on specifically because oh. Apex, Legends, <laughs> Apex Legends is eight without it's mayhem and. I know you play a lot of it. Um, yes. you know, she's, she's, she's the kind of girl that solos platinum levies, and she's insane. Um, so, how are you how 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 are you feeling about the the, the newest season? Because I've only just kind of come back. I'm very intermittent with playing. I kind of pop in for a season for a few weeks, and then I stop, and then I come back. I kind of float in and out of it because I've got um, other games that I get distracted by. Um, how's this? How's the new season been for you so far? I'm really digging in. There's a few reasons why I'm loving it. If we go back a few seasons, probably season five or six, um, I was having an awesome experience. I made it to Plat for the first time. I really got into a groove. I felt like the matches were really even and fair. So what I mean by that is at my rank, getting paired with people of a similar skill level, and then we kind of you know rank up pretty organically, and that's a really enjoyable experience. But something kind of happened sort of probably two to two and a half seasons ago where they made a shift or a tweak in the matchmaking system and where we ended up landing with that was that I would get paired with teams on much, much higher skill level than me. The skill gap was just too far. So I would join lobbies and then I would get insta killed and like just constantly derank and I got quite depressed and frustrated and I ended up taking That's a break would, yeah. because it just, I, quick play is fun, but I'm very competitive and I like to grow. And if I don't feel like I'm progressing, then I get quite frustrated. And so I ended up taking a break after I hit, because I had such a fun experience that season I hit plat, to then come back for two seasons in a row and just not enjoy it. And then you derank the whole time that you're not playing. So I ended up yeah. going from plat to bronze by the time I'd come back. So oh, that was came, season came, seven. You came down to my level. Welcome. How's 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 the view? You like it? <laughs> it's, it's it's not too bad. That it's hard to climb back out of. Let me tell you. Um, very similar in Overwatch. You know, if you sort of kill your hidden MMR, like you climbing out of that rank is basically impossible. And I've done that on two characters due to tilting and just you just keep going backwards. You should oh, tell yourself no. to quit, but you, I'm. It's not my nature. I'm very stubborn. So coming back in season seven, um, I really enjoyed it. I hit plat again. Um, and I think they started to level it out. And then this season, even further, they've invested a lot into the ranking system and trying to pair you with um, the right ranks. Because you, you would find, because of queue times, you'll end up, they'll join lobbies. Eventually is a last case yep. scenario. So quite often you would, as, um, you know, high gold, you'd start versing plats or even diamonds. And it could get a little dicey, you know, but... Um, this season, they've made some changes, which has increased queue times a little bit, but you're not getting that sort of stomp fest with getting paired with really high players. So that that's a really good addition for me, and I've I've been enjoying the competitive side so far. But as an Aussie, they've also introduced their first Aussie hero, Fuse, and I think they've done an exceptional job with just his personality and the Aussie quips and the voice lines. Uh, as a hero, I don't think he's super strong. He's fun. I think he's got a lot of potential, but often when they release heroes, they'll overinvest and make them a little bit overpowered to encourage people to play them. And so you'll find when a new hero drops, like everyone's playing that hero and you kind of get fatigued yep. and they stomp. They actually tried a different approach. I don't know if it was intentional, but he's a little underpowered 
So not they many people are actually playing him. They have a chance to, to, have the chance to kind of ramp him out, see how, he, see how he goes in the playing field. I want to, I want to go, yeah. I want to go back to the fact that we've a we finally got a Aussie character, which is which is yes. fucking awesome. Um, so good. I, I I can't stand his voice. We were having what? we were having a small. I, I, it's it's one of those things though, right? And I'm sure everyone in any nationality has this issue with representation in video games, where this they just lean so hard on the stereotype, and it just makes you want to cry a little bit. Like I love the voice lines; I think they're hilarious. But it's the over-engineered Aussie accent that's. I, I'm waiting for the guy to say "Stone the Crows" to somebody. Like go full Alf Stewart and just go, ah, oh, stay the bloody crows. Probably to Bloodhound, who knows? But I, 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 just, I played <laughs> because like, he's quite quite a popular character. Um, I played a few rounds today, and most teams I had um had him in it because I haven't bought him yet. Um, and I was just I'm just, I'm just sitting there, I'm just rolling my eyes. And was, my wife was sitting next to me, she's like, what the fuck is this? She's like, oh, they've got a new Aussie character in Apex. She's like, oh my god, this is this is this is messy. I'm like, oh no. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm sure it's something I'll get used to. It's like, it's the same with anything any other like Aussie character. Um, but I do I do I do like him kind of as a whole. But the voice, just the, the the extra push on the on the voice, just really overdid it for me. I think. Oh, that's a shame. I feel the opposite. So I obviously played a, I've played a lot of Overwatch as well. And there's yeah. a Junkrat who is, I think, the first Aussie character I'd encountered in a video game in general. And he's fun, but he, I felt like he was a bit over the top. And he also wasn't an Australian voice actor. He's an American voice actor doing an Australian accent. Whereas uh, Ben is an Aussie living in the US and he's voice fused. Yeah. And I feel like he has contributed a lot to the direction of the voice lines because although it might be a little bit overdone, I thought a lot of them were brilliant and some of the things that, like he says, I say. So the one that I lost my shit over was hold on to your knickers because whenever I'm dropping with a team of guys, I'll be like, hold on to your knickers, boys. And like, it's just something that I would say. So when I heard that for the first time at random, I just lost my shit. That's um, pretty cool. It's, the, the, yeah, the line, it's really the cool. Line, like I, said, I don't have the issues with the lines themselves. It's just... This device, and it's something I'll get used to, I'm sure. But I'm yeah. like, wow, this is really over the top. But you know, it's 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 about <laughs> about embracing that style of of character too, I guess, because he is very very Australian. I'm surprised there's like not as much of a mullet there. I was expecting more of a mullet because like when you saw the front shot, I'm like, oh, there's, there's a mullet there. This is this is going to be brilliant, and it, it's not yeah. it's not as much there, but I, which is a little no. disappointing, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's wearing a singlet though, right? I have to pay closer attention, but um, the, the whole wife beater thing. He's got the whole wife beater thing, but he's got a jacket over the top. I think for the most yeah. part, I'd love to mm. see like a like they do with the over. I mean, I know I just said I hate it when they're over Australian things, but I'd love to see them do a um, very Overwatch esque summer outfit for him with the yes. with, with, with the thongs, thongs. yeah the thongs yes. the like a little Aussie singlet that'd <laughs> yes. be great oh the little um Akubra hat with like the little corks like dangling oh, around be... yeah 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 so... that'd be so fun uh, I've already petitioned to have yeah. a crikey uh voice line implemented I feel like that was a really big oversight for Aussies like how can he not say crikey mate I'm like surprised. I'm genuinely surprised that isn't in there yeah, and then there's a line that he's got, which is cruising for a bruising, which is, you know, it's pretty Aussie, but yeah, his yeah, name's yeah. Fuse. Why wouldn't you do cruising for a fusing? Like, it's just a missed uh, opportunity. Yeah, maybe, opinion. maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe... <laughs> It, it, it'd be an issue. There's, there's lots of lines you say, like, there's no there's no shrimp on Barbie lines either, which is... True. Which, which is surprising. Oh, not that I've seen yet. Anyway, I'm sure we are. have. We have we got a list of like the, the his voice lines. There is a stuff? list. It's like a hundred collective voice right, lines. Okay. I haven't I'll quite have to, gone have through to, all of them. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to comb through them and have a look and see. Don't what's quote there. me on that number. I'm possibly over exaggerating. There is a lot. I, I didn't get through. Them yeah, all. I, I didn't hear very many lines the same, but during the same day today. So mm. there's probably a big yeah. variety there. Um, yeah. So the maps, the maps changed as well, right? Yes, quite a bit actually. So Kings Canyon's the OG yeah, map. Been through a few iterations. It's my favorite map of all time. So whenever it disappears, I kind of go into like this slump with Apex. I'm like, oh, I like World Edge, I like Olympus, but it's not Kings Canyon. So coming back, it's in ranked rotation. Another cool thing they did. I know this is a bit of a, a tangent, but 
they finally Tandem, allowed you to go straight into go competitive. Yeah. They like allowed you to play ranked on their current map straight away. Usually they force you to play it and practice on it for like two weeks before oh, they allow you to play comp. Why but this time you could jump straight that? into it. I don't know, but I love it because I'm like, bro, we've been playing on King's Canyon for like two years. We, we get it. Let's if just it play. Like the new, which the new ones I haven't actually played yet because I've been out for a couple of seasons. So Olympus yeah. is the, the floaty one, right? It's up in the sky? Yes. Yeah. What's that one like? Really enjoyable. And it's so strange because uh, Horizon, who's the new hero that came out with that map, I yeah. really enjoy her playing her on that map, but I don't enjoy playing her as much on any of the other maps. It's just like this really weird thing because I can't think of a reason as to why other than just psychology. But um, I really enjoy the map. It's fun. There's, you know, cool areas that you can get to, different ways that you can hide, different ways that you can fight. Um, right. It's a lot more spread out. Other people think it's a smaller map. I felt like the map was bigger and they even have the f they introduced the first vehicle in the game ever so you can jump now? into a vehicle yes so it's only one it's called a trident and all three of you can sit on it you can shoot from it too um why have i not seen is it just on that map yes okay because yeah. I, haven't, I haven't played that map yet like, I've, I've been out for a few scenes but that sounds yeah. fucking amazing there are really cool things you can do so one of horizon's abilities her q is a little beam that shoots you up and you can go up into the beam and you can float in the air or you can jump up and shoot yourself forward so you could actually at one point i don't know if it was a bug or if they fixed it but you could go into this trident which is a big truck and go up in the air and be in a vehicle and doing like 360s and like shooting people from the air from like a car that was really that fun yeah, that and then there's like really cool ramps. Though, given given that yeah. um, how, how big an advantage height gives you in that game, um, that yeah. sounds like it could be, um, yeah, a little unbalanced. A little bit. It's tricky. Like, it's not a perfect world for Horizon. It's not super overpowered because you're kind of, if you're trying to shoot, unless you're really good at moving and shooting, which you can only do a very little bit when you're in the air, um, you die because people can aim at you up, up in yeah. the air. And you're kind of stationary, so you're like a, a stationary target. Um, so you got to play her cards right. You can also, my teammates didn't like playing with me when I was on her because I'm so used to playing Revenant and I would muscle memory my Q, which is to silence. But with her Q, it's to throw the beam out. And often I'd run in and enter a fight and I'd aim my Q at the door thinking I was going to silence the enemy and I'd end up blocking the door and my teammates would go flying <laughs> as we're entering into a fight. So, to, so they basically stopped playing with me <laughs> while I, I was playing her. I doing that with, um, with Octane. Mm -hmm. the jump pad um also for those yes, who, who, exactly who are like hearing that. georgie say q she's talking about a secondary ability um that's yes. just just to clarify it there it's a it's a it's a button on a keyboard that makes things do the things um mm -hmm. so but yeah so I, I, things. octate i just like you put it in a door and then like you'd have your yeah. teammate crawl towards you and usually watch like especially if they're down because they can't do anything about it. They just <laughs> yeah. And you're just like rubber banding. It's yeah. it's hilarious. It's it's doing good that fun. with Horizon in close quarters can also be really fun for the enemy because they kinda get stuck and they can't move and she is a really fun hero, but um not great for someone who has mained a a hero for three, four, five seasons straight. Yeah, yeah. So that muscle memory becomes quite an issue when you want to learn new heroes. Uh, but Fuse has been fun. I've been playing him quite a bit. What um, what drew you into what drew you into Revenant? Because um, mm. like, you've been playing him solidly for. I mean, you try new heroes, obviously, but you, he's been your go-to for seasons now since since Forever. he really came out. Yeah. Yes, it's a great question because I'm I do tend to hone in um on things so I can master them. I don't take to gaming or like a lot of things in life very quickly. Um, but when I do, I become a master at them and I get a lot of joy out of that component. So that's just, right. it's kind of my nature with video games, but also with heroes. So I look for in heroes, one that just clicks to my play style and very aggressive. I like to get into the action. I refer to it as going ovaries deep all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, that's just, it's it. my play style. <laughs> so initially when I started Apex, it was my first battle royale. I was the entry level heroes like lifeline and bloodhound they're pretty easy to pick up you'd learn the foundations of the game and then i started to graduate to like watson and be quite defensive like ones where i just didn't have the confidence to start initiating and i was finding my feet but once i started to get confident with the game and i got a taste for mobility heroes that was all it for me because i could get in and get out 
um, and just yeah, be in the action in, do all the time. And, and yeah. get away as fast as you can. <clears throat> yeah. And I went through phases, um, you know, Pathfinder, Octane. But as soon as Revenant came out, there was something about his playstyle, the Q that does damage. I love being able to position and like strategically hit my Q to do damage. Like sometimes I can get knocks with it, placing my ultimate. So knowing where to put that for team fights so you can take it, rush in and be ovaries deep and get in the action and know that it's like you can get out and survive and then being able to like alternate with your teammates. So you can go and do the damage, come back. They go in a little bit later so they can finish off before the enemy has a chance right. to heal those things i just really like i love about his playstyle. his voice lines are so dark which is a great juxtaposition against my personality um <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it's there's, a, there's a collection of things also pink yeah yeah exactly it's it's amazing um and he's so dark and then loba came out who i don't know Loba's if you watched she, played, did you watch the trailer did you watch the yeah, Revenant trailer? Yeah, I did. Um, uh, right. yeah, that that was that was that storyline was fucking awesome. It was it was dark. So it was, good. It's so good to see stuff like that, especially in in like again with most of these characters, their their backstories um are quite like they're not as lighthearted as they are. Like they've got some they've got some really dark history there. What's yeah, brought them to the game so far? They've seen some shit. Exactly. There's a reason they're like <laughs> constantly fighting for their death. Um. But yeah, yeah, no, the, the Revenant Loba one was was pretty messed up and I loved it. It was great. Yeah. So she came out and what um what Apex did was they have these really fun interactions in games. So if you're paired with a Loba, the things they say to each other are so fun but there's one really dark can, like interaction that is my favorite which is when she says to revenant something along the lines of um i'm not doing you any favors or i'm not going to give you any loot and he goes didn't your parents ever teach you any manners and it's so dark because he murdered her parents <laughs> in front of her when she was like six so and i'm like oh <laughs> shit that's so intense and i love it yeah, I think that's I think that's probably one of the the more unique things about Apex and the way they they they, they tell their story because um you look at something yeah. similar like Overwatch where it's it's told in shorts and you know the the characters kind of interact in the backstories a little bit like there's a lot yeah. of ties in there but you don't yeah. see that a lot in game so yeah yes. with, with Apex where you see like a lot of those interactions and you can there's that, that world building element um which is something yeah. Respawn have always done quite well um. And yeah, it's just like bringing everything together, and like especially, I think is is it Fuse has a, a, a beef with one of them. I think it was Lifeline. Like they have they oh, have some maybe. issues. I, I I remember he I was playing Lifeline today, and I remember them having a bit of a tiff about some. Or she she put off some sarcastic line because the reason that Kings Canyon's map has changed is because Fuse rolled up and someone attacked him, and he blew half yeah. of it up and nearly killed a bunch of people. So Lifeline's kind of pissed yes. at him. Um, mm interesting to see that's, where that goes yeah. um that storyline's interesting too yeah i need to, i need to i need to look into it more like all i've seen so far a fuse is what i've seen in gameplay and the trailer so far i haven't looked into the deeper lore of it yet which is a weird thing yeah. to say about a br i'm still well, i need to i know right it is weird one, one of the cool things i used to like about the story is when they did that that single player stuff um, oh, was it was it season god it must be like season five or so six a few seasons ago it was it was the loba season um and when okay. they had like the the, the text but you like they had, they had like yeah. the the weekly thing you unlock and then you yeah. go and do yeah, like yeah, yeah. a a very a very dull kind of go here do this do thing mission um but the voice lines in that and, the, and everything that was going on within that and they're figuring out who the fuck reverend was and what was going on and what he was about was really cool and i'm yeah. kind of bummed that's gone but i understand yeah. why it hasn't because apex has always been very multiplayer focused and yeah it, it didn't really fit in but for someone who likes the story yeah. and the single player stuff i kind of enjoyed it i was hoping they would have built on that and made the, the missions maybe mm. a little bit better did you ever play titanfall story mode. i did i fucking yeah. love titanfall so the first one was didn't have any story it was multiplayer only. Um, yeah. The second one had 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 a story campaign, which I know you've played. 
Um, I you, you rage quit it. About I it. have to be honest with you. I rage quit that when I got stuck on a boss fight. I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, uninstall. I'm not. I'm not playing it anymore. I got really tilted. <laughs> oh no! That's which boss fight was it? Viper? Is that the female, or was Viper the dude on the ship? And then there was one after that where she's like almost kind of looked like a spider, or she was in like a big ball. I don't know. She's the female one. Right? No, I think I know the one you're talking about. It's like. It's inside like a like a, a it's it's inside like a cave looking kind of thing with a few buildings around yeah. it. You're done. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think gonna, so. Yeah. yeah, it was just really challenging, sure and I was like, oh, I'm like, because I decided to play it. I think on hard. I don't didn't want to go the out the easy mode, so I started right. in hard mode, and I just like I'm like, nah, I don't want to work this hard in a non battle royale. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> take me back to Apex. Is um is is brutal. I know. Um, yeah. As uh, Static, who's a who's a frequent and ex um, host on here, um, he just got the platinum trophy for Titanfall Two. Like that's cool. Weeks ago, and he's been working at it for ages. And the hard mode nearly I nearly undid him because it was just certain things he had to do in there, and he was he was having a hard time getting through those last few bits. Um, it's a yeah. shame that you rage quit because it's it's such a great great little story that they did oh, i just don't have the patience you know the only exception in gaming history for me was half-life alex which was a video game that changed my life honestly the, i think that's where your problem is that you played yeah. you played half-life first and then like, yeah. the way the way that that game that game from what i'm saying i haven't played it myself yet and i'm lacking yeah. a vr kit unfortunately um yeah it tells the story and the gameplay mechanics are really interesting and it's a very very yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised it wasn't any kind of nomination for game of the year just because of how, how it was. was it like it got it, it, got, was... it got vr game which was great you know but it there's did, no it other did, VR. But... i mean how many other vr games are there really that are dedicated vr games that were done well yeah um yeah i, I was, was i was shocked i was shocked it wasn't at least on the nominations list i mean yeah, I mean, yeah. I have thoughts about the the game awards this year and and who won, but um, maybe it's not fair because it is a VR game, and there's just the distribution of folks with PCs versus VR headsets is there's quite a big gap there. Yeah, but that's that's not how it's how it's voted though either. It's done through. Oh, um, interesting. So it's it's not a public a public vote. The the only the only um award on there that's a public vote is um player's choice. Um, the it. rest are done by like a committee, and they vote on which ones are, are winners. Uh, so I, I'm yeah. not sure how nomination works, but yeah, I, okay. I genuinely feel like Alex should have been up there with the game of the year contenders, even if it didn't win. Never I think it at least deserved like the the nomination. An um, honourable mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of deserving games this year that didn't quite make the cut either, but that was yeah. one that genuinely surprised me um so so talk to me talk to me about your experience with alex like how how was that yeah i think it's probably it was the first so i haven't really played story-based games like my gaming history what my entry point was world of warcraft then um i went from wow as i mentioned i kind of honed myself in on games and master them and so then i went from wow to uh, league of legends then yeah. from League of Legends, I went to Overwatch. Then from Overwatch, I went to Apex. So my core... I mean, there's other games I've played in the mix, but these are the games I've really, really played. And um, getting the VR choice. headset, I started out... Yeah, yeah. And and getting a VR headset, I started out in Rhythm Games. So Beat Saber, Synth Riders. And then my husband surprised me with a copy of Alex, And he knew it was like the top-rated VR game. And so this was not only like my first game like this in a VR headset, but it was my first time playing... A shooter that had a storyline that I could connect to and really buy into. So I hadn't had that in a video game before. Um, but then there are the traits of the actual interactivity, the haptic feedback, the intuitiveness of the game, just how it just felt like second skin to me to play it. That's how much they've invested in everything. And I, from, I think I spent maybe 30 minutes in the lobby, you could pick up a, like a texter and write on the whiteboard and you could feel the movements as you're writing the letters on that the whiteboard and that was cool like that for me when I experienced that for the first time I was like oh shit this is going to be incredible and that was you know that's the 
you're not even playing anything. They're just giving you the basics so you can learn how to pick things up and throw things. And then like holding water bottles and just tilting the bot and you can see the water just perfectly was the, flow. Was, was the feedback giving you the feel of the water as well? Yeah, you can feel is, like everything. That is incredible. Like it's incredible. Like I just can't. And so your end, it revolutionized what a gaming experience could be for me because of that haptic feedback and how much they've invested in making it so real. Um, a little too real. There are a lot of screams, a lot of panic attacks. <laughs> I've had to have people in Discord with me when they're ahead. Like, I mean, I you know, there are more, it took me weeks to get through head, the game because I, I mean, I can imagine head crabs in VR would be fucking terrifying. Oh, you have no idea. And that was my first time experiencing a head crab. Like, and I'm in a headset. You know, <laughs> um, it was terrifying. Yes. Um. And I would panic and like I would hurt myself because I would react and I'd hit my head with the controller because I'm trying to get the head crab off and my husband's like, just shoot at it. You can't do anything like this. And I'm like, get it off, get it off. Um, so I had a lot of fun. And then the story, I just, it pulled me in. But here's the thing. My dad had passed away a year prior. So I, I, we lost him very suddenly. I was very close. The storyline of Alex is her searching for her dad. And there is a, there's a scene there is a scene where she finds him, but he's like stuck. This isn't really a spoiler. Like she finds him a little bit like as part of the journey and she right. goes to reach for his hand and the building he's on collapses under her and oh, under him. And he just like God. drops down. Now that's not, this is like still fairly early on in the storyline, but yeah. my, like I just felt that moment as someone who's just lost, like had just lost her dad. So yeah. there's just, there's a lot of reasons why Alex really resonated with me but if anyone ever has an opportunity to play a, a game like that that's just incredible and i've been searching high and low for a game to give me a story-based experience where i could connect because it was my first time connecting with a video game story story right, i've been yeah. looking for that and i thought the last of us would be a great candidate except you can't play it on pc no, eventually, so. though, maybe you, you'll get there with PC. Um, yeah. Have you looked at going back and playing the other Half-Life games? I did. I did, actually. But because of the visuals and it hasn't really been remastered, someone did create a new version of Alex, uh, not of Alex, sorry, of Half-Life, where they've redone, I think, the first two storylines. It's called Black yep. Mesa. It's a fan based oh, one um, one right yeah because i think the yeah, last one that i heard really of cool. was the orange box collection that was not long mm. after it came out it had the two two the two half-lives and got it in fortress 2 um which yeah. is when i played it um but yeah it'd be it, i i i would really like to see a remaster of that actually that'd be that'd be really yes. cool especially with alex going down so well and valve not giving yeah. us yeah a, a proper half-life 3 they gave us like alex which is great but still not half-life yeah, 3 yet. but it's only um, it's only allowing a certain percentage of the population to play it right yeah exactly um, so i mean there, there's been mods for alex too though where you can play it on pc right oh that's interesting i, th I think so I, I remember there was people i don't know if it's fully polished or anything but i know there was people working yeah. on getting alex working on a standard pc input so people could experience at least the story yeah. i mean it's not i mean yeah. i think a big part about that game is the fact that it's vr and it's a very it's, it's physical a very, experience very physical immersive experience and that's yeah. what makes it so so good but like you I, said there's a yeah. there's a good there's a good story there that can pull people in and like it's a shame that not everyone gets to experience it as like that Exactly. I agree. Like, I wish I could give people that experience. Like, I can't tell you how badass I felt because you can peer around corners. So if you peer like this in real life, you're actually peering around corners. So you could aim and shoot at enemies and then come back and they can't hit you because you're blocking nice. yourself, right? And so I was there and I just, I've embodied this experience. I'm just like this. I'm like, I'm so badass. And I'm like, pew. And I'm like crouch shooting and I'm like rolling around <laughs> on the ground. And like, honestly, I got so into it and I felt epic. Like there just was nothing. And I, I actually would love to experience it again with a haptic suit because you can get the haptic suits now that where if you get shot, you feel it. It, it pings oh, you really? on like body suits. How, yeah. Where, and so where Alex do you get these supports from? that. B haptic. So let it be haptic. Um, Nazy, who um, is an awesome Aussie VR creator, 
she recently played some uh, Population 1, I think it's called, which is like a shooter. Um, and she was getting people to like shoot at her and throw nades at her and stuff to see like how, how much she can feel. And there's yeah. talk of them, I think they have a head-based one. Like a strap, so if you get like headshot, right. you like feel it. You feel this. Um, you feel the hit in the head. That's really cool. I'm just, I'm just looking at the suit yeah. now. Um, uh, the, the one I'm flying. This is the the Tesla suit. I think it's a different brand. Um, okay. But it looks like it looks like a wetsuit, <laughs> and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine, I imagine how hot that would get, though. Really, I mean, look, yeah. looking at this. That, it's, I, this one's just a vest. Black. It's just a vest. That oh, it's sits just over a vest top. one. The the one I'm looking the at one, is a full yeah. body suit, and it's. It, it's it's crazy um but yeah it, it looks like especially with like all the all the electronics and stuff you'd have to be going into that suit that would get very hot very fast especially for a it would what seems it seems to be a very like a long piece ensemble um and yeah. a vr head set on top of that that would get like it you'd is be a lot sweating you, it's a lot it, it, you need a work suit on the inside to stop the suit getting wet from your sweat <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's been waterproof for that reason, but yeah, I'm think like luckily I'm like a cold body, so I don't get too hot unless I'm playing like um, VR rhythm games, and then right, you know, yeah. Story. I'm really nervous about moving to Brisbane because of oh, that. it's terrible. As as someone as someone that runs normal, like my my internals run about a degree or two higher than average. Mm. Summer is the uh, I hate it. Yeah, it's so I'm just like constantly hot, and then because I'm working in kitchens, I'm constantly hot. I'm just like oh, oh. no. And people hate it. I I I am physically warm to the like warm to the touch, like to the point where people find it incredibly uncomfortable sometimes. Like just yeah. get away from me. I'm like okay, bye. <laughs> It's, um, no, my, yeah, middle of summer my wife's like you stay on your side of the bed don't come anywhere near me you are far too warm to be sleeping next to winter winter i'm loved it's great you know i keep everybody warm but summer yeah. I'm, I'm nuts. it's it's bad just no no go no go no go no go at all um so talk to me about beat saber and Ooh, beat saber rhythm games in general because you've been you've been working on one as well haven't you I did. I did a little bit of work. Yes. So I'm no longer working with that company. It was just a short contract, but that was a lot of right. fun. Um, Rhythm VR games definitely have sort of a different special place in my heart because I have a muscle condition. So basically my muscles are weaker than most and I you know, suffer a lot of pain and things like that. And so you get stuck in a bit of a loop where um, you don't do physical activity because it hurts and it's tiring. And so you get kind of stuck just like me playing video games because that's where I am at my most comfortable. Right, um, yeah. But as part of my rehabilitation and rebuilding my strength and reducing pain levels, I have to work through that. So getting introduced to the concept of VR rhythm games, because I love to dance, I love music and I love creating content. What it allowed me to do was start using my body. And because in the moment I was having so much fun and dancing and just chatting to everyone, I wasn't thinking about the pain loop and the tire loop, tiring loop. Right. Yeah. So, so it gave there, was, me, there was enough distraction yeah. there to kind of give you the give your body the time to adjust to the physical the yeah. physical movement and then slowly yeah. build from there. That's awesome. That's really really cool. Exactly. And a lot of people are using it as um, you know fitness goals and fitness journeys. As, also, like even going beyond the rhythm side of things, there are a lot of um, VR games now that are very heavily fitness based. So boxing and like cardio and like aerobics and the, it's just a whole new world out there. And I think what's so exciting about that is it's tapping into a market where um, folks, you know, we want to play video games. We love video games. So how can we incorporate video games and, you know, ensure that we are moving our bodies as much as we realistically can? It's just, it's a really cool entry point into that. And for me, that was game changing pun intended like it's been very valuable and helpful for me to be able to do that do you ever play any of the wii games because that's that's where this really started yes. because yes I, it really did the wii sports yeah. games were phenomenal i remember oh, so good i remember one night a mate of mine and myself we were a bit younger we, we got ourselves a bottle of jagermeister and a case of red bull <laughs> And we did Jaeger bombs all night, and we played Wii tennis for six hours straight. Brilliant! I I, I have a literal tennis elbow 
by the time I was done. <laughs> I woke up the next morning. I couldn't move my arms. Oh, what's like, oh, going on? What the hell? I'm like straightening yeah. it, straightening my Oh, the yep. pain. I, I couldn't use my arm for like a day. It was totally worth it. Yeah. But, um, I get that from Beat Saber. It's the same, yeah, literally can... the same concept, right? Yeah, Beat Saber is one of, I, I think Beat Saber is one of the, what's really drawing me to do VR because it just looks like a lot of fun. I used to love, um, so fun. I love rhythm games yeah. like Guitar Hero and DJ Hero was a fun one as well. Not not as physically yeah. demanding, but it was still really, really cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, Just I, Dance. I, I, Just Dance is um, another one. Have you, have you done much Just Dance or is that something that's kind of been a bit of a struggle yeah. for you physically? Not so much. I just am not a console gamer. So, right. um, yeah. They don't have it for PC yet? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Let's, let's have a look. Hang on. I want to... We're doing this we'll live. We'll defer to the audience. <laughs> exactly. Audience, if you could um, just pitch in, um, reach out yeah, to us on Twitter know, at, yeah. left thought, at left pod and um, let us know if there's a Just Dance PC. Apparently there is. Okay. All right. It's, it, you play via an emulator, so it's not a not an official source. Uh, not but native. It's there. Okay. Yeah, it's not na not native, but it's doable. Because it needs like the so the thing with Just Dance, I watch it and I have a hard time. Even with Beat Saber, it took me a little bit to get used to because it's tricky to coordinate. And with the Just Dance one, it's the opposite. So I'd want to copy it, but you have to reverse it. Right. So it, it, it's so you do the do opposite this general way? movement. Yeah, it's so so if you if they're doing like their right hand, you actually have to do your left or something. Oh, At least that's that... what I've seen. Where it's like, and you you've got to do that in your mind, unless it's just the videos I've been watching. Because like I've been watching like Nazi and stuff play, and it looks like it's mirrored. But yeah, maybe it's rather than looking at the, it from behind. The camera set up because if they're facing maybe the camera and then the games that way, it probably looks yeah reversed maybe because i feel like that would be maybe. a weird thing to have in a game again ubisoft yeah you you're right who knows, who knows what the hell they're up to these days um but <laughs> <laughs> they're doing some weird shit um but yeah i, I could see that being there's something being that counterintuitive being picked up and going no way that's that's not right so i have maybe yeah i have a feeling it maybe would be, yeah um, maybe it is that it's a visual thing definitely definitely oh. a, a visual thing i think um so yeah back to um that's wow back to... I, wow I wanna, okay I, yeah i, I want to because you said that was how you started right this is how your your, your gaming experience kind of kicked off it did what so every every time i i talk to people on this cast I and mean, we kind of get to know them through the scope of video games um yeah there's always there's always a, there's always a story about how they, they they got started whether it be through a family member or circumstance or something so mm -hmm. how the fuck did you get into wow how did that start <laughs> how old were you like give, give me give me the juice let's yeah, let's let's go deep here this is such a fun story i i really do lie. i wanted to write a book about this actually oh really well you know, i tried we've got plenty it's of time you can yeah. give us, you, you, you can give us a preview here right here <laughs> i'll give you the preview so once upon a time um, there was a teenage girl and her boyfriend who was super addicted to World of Warcraft. He was a big gamer. Um, I think I was about 16 at the time and he would have been about 20, right. um, maybe a, a bit. He was definitely over 18. And so um, I, it's not a landscape I understood. I'd, I'd played like web-based games like Habbo Hotel and stuff, you know, live chatting and IRC, but I'd never played like, yeah. a, like a real video game on the computer. And so I just didn't get it. And I was... Like, it's a cliche story. I was very young and immature. First real relationship. And I'm like, how could you choose to spend all of your time in this game? I'm right here. Spend time with me. And I was really competing for his attention. It was, it was challenging. I didn't understand it. Um, and then, like, he, over time, he said, look, I would really like to show you and I'd like you to try it because I'd like you to understand where I'm coming from. It's not just a game. It means a lot more to me than that and I sort of reluctantly gave in now back then I had what's what I call a fixed mindset I really wasn't open to anything and so I decided already I'm gonna Didn't hate like this it's, this it's, is it's, stupid you're going in very very negative yeah very negative and he bless him tried so hard and I was just not having a bar of it it was horrible I, I look back on it and I'm like oh my god you were such a horrible person <laughs> but I didn't mean it but like it just it is what it is and so I did it and I was like eh whatever blah I didn't like it one night though 
he had left his um, game kind of, and I don't know how, but I remembered his username and, and password. Out of spite, he left me because I was I couldn't go out drinking. Because what we would often do is we'd throw parties, but then him and his friends would always ditch me because I couldn't go out. Oh, I was yes, underage, the and they would always the just leave me alone. The classic and I'd get left, so left at mad. home. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah I, I understand and, the anger there definitely. Yeah. So I'm watching Disney Channel. I'm pretty pissed off. Like I'm like, God damn it! He said he wouldn't do it this time, and then I saw Wow open on his screen, and I was like fine i'm gonna play i'm gonna show him that was like my attitude so i remember his login <laughs> details i honestly don't know how i have a terrible terrible memory but i did i logged in and i created my first character and i started playing just on my own i had no idea what i was doing and then someone like chatted to me like in open world chat and like hey and i like introduced myself and they're like wait you're like a girl and like this is my whole entry point into oh my god like a girl's playing oh, and i'm like no, yeah, yeah i'm just you know trying to figure it out they were really nice actually and they said it's really cool of you to give this a shot to your boyfriend so they started teaching me the basics and i i'm not even exaggerating i started playing at like probably nine or ten o'clock at night everyone came home at sundown like sun up it was probably six or seven o'clock in the morning and i was still awake playing and i had no idea that i was it had been that long and so that from that moment i'm not even kidding i was hooked on this concept of playing video games meeting people from all over the world um you know that was really exciting if we flash forward a few years i ended up getting really seriously into gaming um alongside right. my boyfriend for a while we eventually separated but for me my my life genuinely changed when i entered the gaming space because i'd suffered really severe bullying um, you know, it's a whole different story. I was very depressed, very lonely. I didn't have any friends beyond like this little inner circle that were quite toxic, my ex included. And um, what gaming gave me was a canvas. And I sort of decided, you know what? No one knows me here. I'm not that scared, intim like afraid, lacking like low self-esteem person that I am in the real world. I'm going to be someone new here, someone that no one knows, the person that I wanted to be. Yeah, so I almost created kind of a persona. Yourself. Yeah. Exactly. And for a really long time, like I thought I was just, it was just a persona, this confident person starting to make friends. People wanted to talk to me, I guess, because I was a female gamer and that was quite rare. I didn't experience toxic behavior. Everyone mostly was really nice and welcoming and that started to allow me to bring down my walls and open myself up to friendships and meet people from all over the world. And that was quite an addictive experience, the social aspects and figuring it out. And over time, it was many years later, I realized that what I hadn't done is create a persona for myself. I'd created the space I needed to find myself and figure out who the heck am I? What do I love? What are my values? You know, what do I want to achieve? Who do I want to be? World of Warcraft gave me that. Um, it's really something that's a special place in my heart. It's why I want to write a book. And it's also how I met my husband. We've been together oh, 12 you years. Met, you guys met through WoW, did you? Oh, I need to hear this story. I need. I haven't heard it. So I need, <laughs> you're you going to tell laugh. Come on, let's I think you're going to laugh so hard. So my husband was the um, guild leader for one of the top raiding guilds in the world. So everyone wanted to know flex, who we got it. That's cool. he was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and I met him through a hunter. So my class was uh, a hunter. And so I looked up to the, world, the world's top hunter who happened to be an Aussie. Um, and I, they were in the guild with Q, my husband, and they um, raided together. And it, you know, long story short, like I was a fangirl. I'm, I'm just going to straight up own it. I was a fangirl of Q. I was a fangirl of uh, the Hunter. And I befriended, befriended the Hunter. And that's a really, that story. And we, we can get into it, but it's a little dark and a little sad Let's if you want it. to. But we're, we're, okay. we're here for it. So he went AWOL. People would know who he is because he would be always on and people always ask for advice. And suddenly he just went offline right. for months. And I noticed him come back online and I was like, hey, oh my God, like you're back online. Like this is like two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, welcome back. And he's like, wait, you noticed I was not around? I'm like, hell yeah, of course I noticed. We, like we all missed you, you know, competing and, and learning from you. And he's like, oh, wow. And we, we bonded and, and it turned out that that, um, so they had planned on this um, player, they had planned on committing suicide that night. They were going through a really tough time. And my message, 
and sparking that conversation gave them someone to cling to and connect with that prevented that from happening. And so that was a really powerful moment. And I didn't know this until many, many years later. Um, And it was when I was told that, that I was like, I have to write a book about this entire experience. But they were really good friends with Q. And I'd sort of mentioned, like, we'd formed a strong friendship. And I'd mentioned, oh, my God, like, I'd love to chat to Q sometime because I'm a guild leader. I'm trying to be a guild leader. And there's a lot I can learn from them about running a successful guild, not just any guild, but like one of the top guilds. And so I was introduced to Q and it turned out that they, he lived only an hour away from me. And, um, I was like, Hey, do you want to like get together and meet? And he was like, yes. And then he, um, stood me up (laughs) by accident. Sure. I'm sorry. My phone broke my bad. Anyway, we eventually connected and, um, you know, we've, we've been not only like best friends, but we, we have been together ever since. And that was over 12 years ago. Now we've been, um, very happy. We have a wonderful, wonderful partnership. I think we're very blessed. It's rare to find what we have. And, you know, it's just one of those true nerdy love stories, like boy meets grill. (laughs) Boy meets grill. Um, Do you guys been, um do you guys still play yeah. together now often or is it something not that's... in WoW? Not in he WoW. He is playing yeah. WoW. He still plays WoW. He's raiding at the moment. Well, not raiding. He's doing some heroic stuff at the moment. Right. I just I once I moved out of the MMO space and into the pew pew pew. I you know I just love shooting people. You know, like getting yep. into fights. Even in WoW, I graduate. I gradually moved away from um raiding and into pvp and i was really into pvp um like arenas for a very long time and that's kind of where you started getting your first taste for 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 murdering other players yeah and i was like oh i need more More (laughs) um so yeah the part of our journey actually our first year together q and i we went to blizzcon he made a dream of mine happen um can tell you it was a really incredible experience there is nothing like walking into a room that size with 15 20,000 people and you scream for the horde and pretty much everyone screams it back and it gives you chills like I'll never forget it uh we've been twice and you know being surrounded by people who just there's no discrimination. At least back then, there was no hate. There was no discrimination. Like, you were just there on this beautiful, sacred weekend to appreciate the games that you love that have brought you all together. And that is a very profound experience. And being able to... Yeah. I'm very grateful that I've, I've been able to experience that. It's, it's something I haven't, I, I haven't gotten around to yet, um, mm. is getting to any kind of con or um, meet-up. Um, it's, it's on the cards. I was supposed to be going to PAX last year we um we had plans and everything sorted out and then 20, 2020 happened and that kind of put a kibosh on things for a while but i'm hoping i'm hoping now that I'm, especially now that i'm in a major city because before this i was kind of living in a small country town which made yeah. travel and everything just fucking difficult and expensive and just yeah. like un, I like unnecessary like the, a flight from my hometown to sydney was more than a flight from sydney to melbourne and it's a shorter flight. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, so things like that just really were a real deterrent. So I'm hoping this year, and now that I'm up in Brisbane and I know quite a few people up here that are also like creators and people who play games, um, I'm hoping eventually once all this um, restriction stuff so if we can like, yeah, meet up more often and do that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, That'll be fun. It's, it's, it's been really good. Like I've, I think I've run, in, I've run into you so far um, when you came up for a little bit. And then um, Kit was in at, for a work party at my work, <laughs> and just like oh, I would have loved to have been there for that night. She she, she was um by the time <laughs> I, by the time I found it she was well sourced. It was pretty funny. Um, worked yeah. Work work for paying for drinks, and she was taking full advantage of it. It was brilliant. Remember, I was um, like, we were supposed to get together for lunch the next day, and then I'm just like, I just have a feeling. I'm like, I I have a feeling based on what you're saying, <laughs> we're probably not going to be having lunch tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's um, she she had a good time. Which is which is yeah. what you want to do, right? It was very kit. It was very kit. We love them. So let's um let's talk about some deals and freebies this week, shall we? Ooh, but you like yeah, deals and freebies? All right. Woo, woo. You get a deal. You get a deal. 
Let's start, as we always do, over on PlayStation this month. Your PlayStation Plus games are... So these are your freebies. I, I don't know why I keep saying that. You should know by now if you listen to the cast long enough. Um, we have Control, which is with the free PS5 update. So if you're planning on getting... Even if you're not planning on playing PS4 and you hunt on PS5, go get that now because otherwise they're making you pay for it, which is shitty it's like the worst fucking thing and i'm probably gonna rant about this every time that this comes up as a freebie i'm just like oh my god just fucking no why did you do this uh, every other game's like, oh here's a freebie no we need to fucking we need to make you pay for it because we need to do so much to the game but then they accidentally released it for everybody and then took it away oh, classic like, 505 what the fuck are you doing <laughs> so, i mean control what a cracking game though i haven't played it yet but funnily enough those were saying, if you're looking for a game like Alex on PC, try Control. So really? I was like, okay, okay, you know what, I'll give it a try. So it Bits. is absolutely at the very tip top of my list of the next variety game I play like once a month. I try to play a variety game. Right, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, good stuff. I'm, Get on it, viewers. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying, I'm, I'm going to finish the medium, which is, I'm struggling with because horror movies, horror games are dull for me. Right. Um, I, I love it, and the world's creepy and weird, but it's it's like I'm just like, oh, jump scare! Oh no! Uh, it looks beautiful. Yeah, so I've got to finish that Doom Eternal, Cyberpunk, and Valhalla. Yeah, I'm running four games at once. I don't know what I'm doing to myself. It's the worst. That's a lot. That's a lot of games. It is a lot of games. All right, back to a lot of games. Um, our other freebies this month on PlayStation, we have Concrete Genie, which is one I intend on downloading and playing very shortly. I'll give you guys some impressions on that, but from what I've heard, it looks like a lot of fun. And over for your PlayStation 5 freebie, which you can download on the PlayStation website if you don't have a PS5 yet, if you're planning on getting one, they're having their week, their monthly freebies there, is Destruction All-Stars, which is a Rocket League Demolition Derby-esque crossover. Um... Haven't heard many amazing things about it, but it looks like a lot of fun. Um, deals on PlayStation this week. We have Doom Eternal for $33. The Deluxe Edition for $48. Um, the, the Deluxe Edition is down from $48 from $114. So that, if, you, if you're looking at spending the extra $10 to get DLC, that is the way to go this week um, because... I mean, for an extra 10 bucks, you get all the DLC as opposed to an extra 50. So, stonks for days. Over on Xbox this week, our Game Pass pick of the week is the Falconeer. Um, interesting little flight bird combat game. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, developed by one guy, too, which is really, really cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Phasmo like style. Yeah, very much Phasmo style. Um, I mean, it's not a horror game, but you know, same well, kind of yeah. same, same <laughs> kind of deal with the developer. Um, yeah, looks like a lot of fun. Gorgeous art style as well. Um, I'm definitely looking at trying to get that one as well into my playtime sometime. I don't know. Uh, games with gold this week. Uh, we have our freebies, which are Resident Evil. Mm. So, should be interesting. Uh, Dead Rising. Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, which is an OG Xbox <laughs> game, and we all know why that's cool. there because Bethesda are working on that new indie indie game, which I'm kind of keen for. But Bethesda are usually good when they're not making games, but they're producing them, so we should be okay. I hope. Okay. Fingers crossed. Very much. Fingers crossed. Um, uh, your other your other freebie, which is one that one they've been doing, it's also on Game Pass. So they've given you a freebie if you've just got gold and you don't have Game Pass, which is Gears Five. Which was really, really, really good. Um, I quite liked that one. Uh, interesting things they did. Uh, voice acting's incredible. Story's really good. Um, there's a few issues with some level design that I don't like, but aside from that, mm. all around solid game. Would highly recommend. A lot of people have play. suggested I play Gears. Yeah. Gears. Gears is a good one. Um, I don't know how you. I, I, I honestly don't know how you drive with it. To be honest, yeah, it's it's very. I'm I mean, so fussy. If if you, if you if you took like maybe it's a, the satirical line with it because I mean that's what I love about it as well. It's just like big bulky meathead dudes shooting stuff and chainsawing things. It's like <laughs> it's it's kind of like Doom in third person, but not. Like it's okay. that kind of that that kind of like guy guy kills dudes with lots of guns and explosions. Um, 
With it's probably a... why it was suggested for me because I really just like to blow <laughs> shit up, like you know. Maybe yeah, you might. <laughs> it's um, it's it, it's a great it's a great series. It's one of the very few that um I've got, I don't generally replay games, but Gears is a series I've replayed a couple of times over the years because I've quite enjoyed it. Um, it's good. Deals with gold this week. Titanfall two for six bucks. <gasps> Definitely worth getting. Um. Georgie, Georgie has some some mixed feelings on this one. Um, <laughs> I do, which is rare. And I, 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 this, I mean, like it's why I kind of we kind of brought it up before. Um, but it's it's one we've always recommended on the cast. It's been a it's it's a it's one yeah. like we have very we have a few games that we recommend wholeheartedly. Titanfall two, um, Edith Finch, and there's a couple of others that we have. We have like like when they come, it's like go and play this game. It's a must yeah. play. Some yeah. people may find it frustrating. To be fair, I <laughs> did that to myself, but I really loved. I get very attached to characters, so the little robot, the big robot dude, and how he like was helping me and stuff. I was like, I you love you. I want to keep him. You need to. He was fun. Wait, it, so I I didn't realize you got attached to BT. You need to go so and finish attached. the story. I don't care if you do it on easy. Go and finish the story. If it hasn't been spoiled oh, for I you. Might. I did have fun. I did really enjoy it. Like, and I loved the bit where we were inside and he yep. gets, you know how he gets like taken? Yep. Like he gets, like, I love that entire part of that. It was my favorite part of the whole experience was that story piece. Yeah. Um, I, yeah even if you go back on easy mode and just play it offline or whatever, I'd like just to finish okay. the story. Um, if you, cause uh, yeah, I didn't realize that you were attached to be a, uh, you need to, you need to play it. Um, there's also yeah. some really cool level stuff that I think you've missed out on as well. But okay. aside, recommend you go back. Duly noted. Duly noted. Get on it. I want a full report in a week. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> over on the Switch this week, Just Dance 2021, 30 bucks. Um, I, 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 I don't know how Just Dance games work on the Switch. I'm assuming it's a very much hold the controller and dance with the controller thing. Interesting. Put it in the port. Like, you, you put it in the port. I think I'm. I'm assuming that's how it works. If anyone knows how it does exactly, tell and me. If you're because... playing, you need to share your clips. Yes. In the comments below. We got to see that. Damn straight, we do. Need to see Over. them. Sick beats. But I, I need. I need a. I need a metal just dance. And then I'll be into it. We get some. We get some. Hmm. Some stone sour and well, I'm stone sour something metal, but you know. Some slipknot and stuff. It'd be um. Yeah. Oh my god. But have a mosh like instead of a freelance section, you just have a like a circle, like a mosh a pit mosh section, section, and you just have to violently shake your head as much as possible yeah. to get extra. Like points. swing your head around. <laughs> yeah, fucking love it. Over on the Epic Store this week, these are our final, 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 final freebies for the week. We have For the King, which is a turn-based strategy RPG. I've played this one fantastic little game i loved it um and the final one is metro last light redox have you played any of the metro games georgie no no oh i love the metro <sighs> games they're so good they're, they're creepy and terrifying you probably hate them um they're creepy and terrifying and they, they involve just like creeping down dark corridors in radioactive oh. sewers that's interesting. I, I might be okay, like, on PC. My very first non-dance experience in VR, like, pre-Alex, was Paranormal Activity. Right. Um, it resulted, and there is a clip of this, oh, I end up I'm having a panic this. attack on the floor, and I'm like, am I, I laughing at me? I can't tell. And I literally had to nope out. I think I lasted maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> the only time a video game has ever had that level of oh, impact on cool. me. And I was like freaking, like there is a scene where I just like jump the scariest jump scare ever. The Paranormal Activity guys loved it. They commented on my video. Like he was traumatizing. Um, Alex was bad enough, like with the head crabs. This is full simulated phasmophobia in VR. He's of cake. This thing was intense. So anything that's like dark corridors that are kind of like realistic, like if you imagine you're going through a haunted house and like bookshelves fall or plates drop or they fling all the cover doors, like that just gets to me. Paranormal yeah. Activity original is one of the scariest movies I've watched to me. 
So, like that, like, that movie yeah. was a blast. I had to giggle that one. I couldn't take it seriously. So good. I don't know why. I, I I couldn't. I think the only the only movie that has terrified me was when I was nine, and that was the yeah. Leprechaun. Oh. It's it, it's 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 like the, the whole. I don't know how the hell I managed to watching this fucking movie. It was terrifying. It's about this chick that gets kidnapped uh-huh. by a leprechaun and all this terrible shit he does to her, and like it's like a full kidnap kind of in my dungeon Whoa. kind of situation. It was like oh super dark, and I'm like, I, I don't know why I was. It must have been on TV late one night, and I was up, right? And it haunted my dreams for years. Wow. I just had like this this, so this guy's face in my head, and it's the only it's the only <gasps> thing that scared me. I think maybe because I was traumatized so early, I'm just immune to everything else now. <laughs> so, um, have you played like the um Dark Pictures anthology? No, I haven't. Oh, you need to do that. It's great content, but it's a really fun gameplay style. And it's yeah. it's scary, but it's not, like, too scary. You know, it's it's probably, like, the medium. Like, it's right, spooky. See. Well, see, that's, that's what, I think that's what I like about the medium, too, and, and, and games like that. I don't like, um, I played Outlast once, and I got bored. And it's just like, just, you're walking around looking for a jump scare, basically, the entire time. Yeah. Um, I like I like the games that are just really, like, that the atmosphere is really fucked up and creepy. And, like, there's lots yeah. of weird, I'm all about the weird shit, and I need all that weird shit going on to, like, enjoy yeah. the game. Because I look at it and go, oh, this is so fucking cool. Um, yeah. Which is, which, is, which is something I've been having fun with Medium, um, except for, like, that one dude that like follows you around it all ends in me he's he's it gets annoying oh. after you die to me for a few times like come on dude, right. just go away um there's an interesting mechanic where if he's he's like invisible you can kind of see him and if he gets close by you have to hold your breath and you have to hold down a button to hold your breath oh okay yeah and and you have to hold it and if he spots you, he'll eat you. Um, and, uh, so you have to keep holding it the entire time. Like, okay, come on, dude. I, 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 my thumb's getting sore now. Can you just like walk away, go away? I want to. Yeah. I want to keep. I want to keep going on with the story now. Um, you need to play the dark pictures. There's two games. Pictures, One right. only came out a few months ago. It's really. They're both really enjoyable. They're very unique. I've never played anything like them before. Yeah. Um, and no two playthroughs are the same. And if you play co-op with like multiplayer you each have different characters and you each see things differently and experience things differently and have different cutscenes. but then you come together and you kind of got to share information to get like more of the picture and it's right. really cool it's a really cool concept so it's like but it's a... very dark and spooky right so there's um there's man and madame what's the other one that's the first one and then the second yeah. one's little hope little oh little hope just came out recently didn't it yeah yeah, yeah i loved yeah, it yeah. Because I remember yeah. Man of Medan came out last last yeah. year, and then yeah. Hope this year, yeah. That's um, yeah. that's uh, they must have had them ready to go because that's a really quick turnaround for releases for a game. Little Hope was delayed actually because of COVID. Oh, was it? Wow! Um, and they so, still managed to get it out. Is it like a full? Oh, sorry. Hope hang on. Man of Medan might have been the year before. It might have been the year before. Still loads. Fairly, fairly, like two years is a very, very fast turnaround, especially for something yeah, smaller. It's incredible, and that's um, one of my favorite. Act- um, like Sean Ashmore is in Little Hope. He's one of right, my favorite okay. actors from like yep. sci-fi shows, and I just he's from um, so he's, he's in, in Quantum Break, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. Of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, in Quantum I Break. So. I love that game. It was great. It was funny. Time travel is always weird. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, not at all. This, uh, like I said, that's what it's all about. We want. We, I, 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 quite enjoy tangents and rants. So they're the, the best kind of awesome. the best kind of co- it's um, my specialty. <laughs> podcasting, exactly right. But that is um that is all we have for this week, folks. Cool, so, Georgie. Thank you so much for coming on and shooting the shit with me. Um, appreciated. You've um you've got an early start tomorrow, so I think I thank you for. It's <laughs> all good. <laughs> Coming on and chatting. Yeah. So, for th- for those for those who want to find you and say hi and see what you're about on the internet, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, the twits at uh, the real gfg underscore. And then now I have to did I get that right? <laughs> I'm also on TikTok under George Former GRL and on Twitch as well under George Former GRL. Uh, so. That sorry, I got a little bit distracted there. 
It is. That's I'm fine. just checking my Twitter. I don't want to make sure I give. Yeah, it's the real GFG underscore. I wasn't. I just had a mental blank. Did I do That's this? Okay. For those, for those that are listening, it will all be in the show notes with the links to Georgie's stuff. I'll have that there. If amazing, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay. I'm, uh, thank you for indulging me in my storytelling. Hey, we've um, we've caught up and chat before, and I, I know you're a bit of a chatterbox. You like to you like to tell some stories, and I was like, this is this would be brilliant. I was like, I, I had a plan, and the plan worked. <laughs> if you would like to find the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at left underscore pod. You can also find us on Instagram at two left thumbs podcast. And if you would like to see the video version of the podcast, it releases a few days after the audio release on our YouTube channel. Links for that will be in the description because we're not cool enough to have a custom nameplate just yet. Um, For those listening audio audio services, please rate, review, give us that crispy, crispy feedback so we can keep improving and doing the things better. My name is Deaf Puppies. You can find me Twitter and Twitch, deft underscore puppies with a Z. Thank you so much for listening. You all have a fantastic week. I'll get you next time. Bye.